0: the heck just happened <laughs>
1: that
0: was interesting how was i saying good morning to you it might have been in the clip how was i saying good morning to you when i hadn't even gone down there all of a sudden i was saying hey, hey good morning i
1: don't know i was like there i am and then i'm gone <laughs>
0: <laughs> man. what's going on man ah uh, not a lot man not a lot just uh gearing up for a pseudo day off, I guess, today,
1: you know, and, you know. Yeah, a pseudo day off for me, too. Yeah. It's it's, technically, it's a holiday, but, you know, uh, I I work uh, a lot on the weekends and holidays, so. Yeah. Uh, But it's a labor of love, and, uh, you know. We're uh, digital
0: soldiers, man. We're out here doing our fight, too.
1: We are digital soldiers, and I just want to. Uh, give a shout out to the friends and family of those who have lost um, their family members and friends uh, in military conflict, people in uniform. Uh, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your dedication. Uh, the, the, lo- the lost lives in the military have um, helped us keep our freedom, keep our liberty in this country and, uh, you know, this kind of the, the, the future of the Republic. We have no future if we don't have a military with brave men and women who are, are willing to lay down their lives for us. So I just want to say thank you to all, all, everyone who's um, answered the call.
0: Amen. 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 I can't under I can't wrap my head around bravery like that. I mean, I was I was not military, freaking grade man. You, you know, I was I was in dope holes and they were in foxholes, and I just.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know well you're uh we all we all contribute we all have a, a valuable contribution and and yours is just as valuable. you're doing some good preaching this morning, yeah, uh, about the storm That's a storm I love talking about the storm man we we are kind of uh we're kind of in the storm <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know we're we're in the storm, a lot of people are kind of you know a little nervous anxious I see a lot of comments. Now on Telegram, with with all the audits that are going on and, and the different things that are happening, I, I see so many comments when people say, I'm worried that this is gonna happen. I'm worried that that's gonna happen. I'm afraid that this isn't or is or isn't gonna happen. I just see a lot of fear and worry from people. Mm-hmm. They, they express it, uh, if they don't express it verbally, they certainly express it uh, with their body language. And there are a lot of people who are worried about the uncertain t- times that we live in. But, you know, uh, your message about Jesus in the boat, <laughs> the disciples were losing their minds. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus is sleeping, get a nap, having a dream. Uh, and, you know, wake, he, they wake him up and he's like, hey, you know, what are you guys worried about? Yeah. Don't, don't you know the heart of the Father? Don't you know that he's going to take care of us? that you know that he has a plan for me and you and he's got a ministry for you and he has all kinds of things you're going to do. He's not going to let you die in this boat. So it's exciting. It's, it's a good message. What? It's exciting. You know, nobody likes exciting. to go
0: through the storms. I mean, none of us like the storm that we're in, in, in this, in this digital war and this war of the world right now. Nobody, nobody enjoys the storms that they go through in their life, but it's just like, you know, it's a, that picture of Jesus in the boat. You know, he's not concerned or worried about it whatsoever. He's not, he's not worried about the weather. He's not worried about whether or not they can operate the boat well or not. He's taking a nap. He's comfy AF, and the disciples are freaking out. But once they wake him up, and they bring Jesus onto the scene, and he's fully aware and he's right there with them. You know what happens? The wind and the waves stop, and you know that happens so much in our in our lives too. You know, as soon as we turn. You know that situation over to God. He seems to swoop in, and, and he makes a difference. But he's always there.
1: Yeah, he's always there. He's he never leaves us. He's always there. Uh, you, you know, you brought up a good point. When you turn it over to him, boom, he takes care of it. Yeah. Uh, I I have found <laughs> well, that was that was really why I you know why I came to Christ. Um, I had been trying to run my own game, run my own operation, make the call in every situation. And I ran my boat aground Mm. and I got shipwrecked and things weren't going very well. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to give this all to God. I don't even believe in God, but (laughs) I'm going to give it to him. And if he does something with it, great. Um, And he did. When i started turning things over to god uh holy moly i couldn't believe the way that he brought instant change to a lot of the situations that i was struggling with Mm -hmm. Uh, resolved personal conflicts um, resolved problems at work resolved problems with money he just he just had a way to unwind all the crap that i'd gotten wound up in and um i really have i really have benefited From turning things over to him and it's and it's you know, some people don't get it and they think oh What do you do just sit on your butt and do nothing just expect that God's gonna magically take care of everything? Uh, No Mm -mm. You still have to go to work. You still have to have relationships with people Uh, You still have to follow uh, Your divine destiny you have to follow the Holy Spirit. You have to follow his leading you have to be active Uh, I think in this day and age we have been beating this drum forever General Flynn was beating it again this weekend. Um, that we need to be involved in our community. This is a critical time in our nation's history, where we need to be involved. We need to be active on social media. We need to be spreading the truth and countering the false, uh, the lies and the false narrative of the, of the media. Uh, we need to be getting getting ourselves elected to precinct chairman, uh, school board, mayor. Uh, you know, whatever whatever your passion is, whatever role or in your community that you think you can successfully uh, occupy, we need to occupy. The, the goal of war is victory. Yep. But the goal of victory is occupation. Oh. And we are not occupying our towns and cities around this country. We're letting the enemy occupy those positions. But we're in a war of insurgency. Insurgents have come in, and they have taken over the, the positions of power. And we need to <laughs> dethrone those people, and we need to occupy those yeah. positions. You know, when I, when I say turn things over to God, it doesn't mean, you know, sitting on your arse and doing nothing all day long. It, it means asking God to intervene and give you strategies, give you tactics, give you wisdom, give you timing elements. Uh, ask him to lead you into what spot should I run for? How should I you know, occupy this office? What bills should I support? What, uh, what issues and agendas should I be aware of? What evil people do I need to be leery of? Um, yeah. You know, Instead of trying to figure things out on your own, it's asking the Holy Spirit to give you enlightenment and wisdom as to how, how you work out your life.
0: Mhm. Yeah. And I and I think I think it's so true what you said, you know, it's like we've gotten into this into this uh into this situation is because we, we just kicked back, we didn't do anything, you know. Maybe we're you know, there's still Christians out there and stuff, you know, but we've we've just like taken like kind of a a la di da kind of attitude for so long that we got ourselves in a real jam, you know. So God's yeah. gonna God's gonna swoop in.
1: But I think some us. bad I think some bad eschatology is probably to blame for some of this. A lot of people are thinking that, you know, we're winding down. It's the end of the age. You know, the rapture is coming. The tribulation is coming. The world's going to be destroyed. It's going to turn into you know, a mess. So why should we try to save anything? Let's just, you know, get everybody saved, get them up to the altar, do the altar call, and uh, then we're out of here. Now um, that's just it's, fire it's,
0: insurance talk.
1: Yeah, there's just a lot of people who have an escapist theology. They they don't want to do the work of um, trying to say ways to go. (laughs) We might be only at half, or we're going to be living in communist China uh, Mm -hmm. in ten years, Uh, and that's that's not whatever we want.
0: I feel pretty optimistic,
1: really. Yeah, I'm encouraged. People from around the country. (laughs) It's it's amazing. The grass people are occupying these positions uh, even even if it's just on a school board people are, are are taking this seriously and there's millions of people around the country who are doing this mm-hmm. uh, they're calling their legislators they're emailing their legislators they're demanding um, election integrity laws they're demanding uh, audits I think we're gonna see a lot more audits come you know if you, if you know how to listen to certain people Like Karen Phan, uh, president of the Senate here in Arizona, you know, she said in an interview a week, I think it was a week ago, that she's been getting a lot of calls from people in legislatures around the country who want to know, well, if we wanted to do this in our state, what kind of advice would you give us on, on how to select people and how to do it? You can, you can see with what's happening in Wisconsin and there's some rumblings in Pennsylvania and there's things going on in New Hampshire and other states that uh, as people are calling their legislators, they're feeling the pressure. I was listening to an interview with Sonny Borelli. Uh, Sonny is one of our state senators and he is one of the uh, bulldogs who's been backing this audit here in Maricopa County. And, and Sonny said, look, you know, what it comes down to, he goes, look, I'm a state senator. And if I know that the voters have my back, I'll go out on a limb and I'll risk my, my personal and professional reputation to do what I think is right and get smeared by the media if I know the voters have my back. Mm-hmm. Mark Fincham, our representative here, he said the same thing. He said the reason why the, the, the hearings happened here in Maricopa County back in November was because they were hearing... From their constituents every day. That people wanted to come out and pretty much said, "If we make our voices heard, if we're emailing them and and calling them, and letting them know we demand election integrity, we demand investigations, they'll do it." But they have to know that we're going to support them. Yeah. Uh, And so we are. I mean, it's just I see it on social media. I see more and more of the snowball is rolling. There's more uh, states and counties and cities that are that are looking into, you know, not just passing election integrity issues, but looking at how to do investigations and audits of the last election. And, you know, I think people are coming to realize that there isn't going to be an election in 2022 if we don't fix the one that happened in 2020.
0: Yeah, it'd be the same yep. sham show as, as what we've always had. Yep. And I think that's a, like such an important point too and uh it's definitely kind of uh it's definitely kind of changed my mission a little bit you know to to encourage we the people to stand up and to make their voices heard like you know we've done like our little wheel of woke you know where we've called up companies and businesses and complained you know we did so well the first time we almost got somebody fired uh you know. but uh it's we the people you know we can't put it all on trump we can't put it all on on the you know we do have some good players out there but we can't put it all on them the biggest thing that we could do is is stand up and use our individual voices and like you're saying let them know that we're behind them and then that's going to give them the gas that they need to do what they've got to do at a higher level but it's it, we the people help hold all the
1: power we do we we do hold the power uh, people don't realize how much power we have, if we decide to exercise it. There's a lot of people sitting around, you know, kind of wringing their hands and and saying, you know, oh, oh woe is us, you know, why sit we here until we die? They're in a position of powerlessness. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're in a position of powerlessness, it's because we have abdicated our responsibility. We've given over our power and authority to other people. Yeah. Uh, And it is a good example in the legislatures. If you read the Constitution, Article 2, uh, Section 1, Clause 2, it says that the, uh, the legislatures have the responsibility to choose electors who will then vote in the Electoral College. But a lot of legislatures have abdicated their responsibility, and they've given that responsibility to the governors even though the constitution gives them the authority to choose electors right so what the legislatures ought to do is take back their power from the governor and say you're not certifying electors anymore we are and you know it's, it's an issue of look if the constitution gives you power you either exercise it or you abdicate and you give it to somebody else Yeah. If you if you're not willing to exercise your power and authority then you know someone else will do it Um, And this conversation could bifurcate into two conversations one of which is uh, Luke chapter 9 verse 1 Where Jesus gave power and authority to his disciples Uh, The other (laughs) The other branch of the conversation is you know going back to us we the people we do decide how this country is going to be run helpless. We're not helpless. Yeah. You know, we p- people just feel like they're helpless because they've been conditioned, programmed to think that they have no power. And well, they actually do. Yeah. Uh you know, a lot of Christians, same problem. A lot of Christians believe that they don't have any power or authority to change the circumstances of their life. Well, they do. You know, Jesus gave us a lot of power and authority over many things we just don't exercise it we've never been trained or taught that we have power and authority and if you don't think you have power and authority uh you're not going to exercise it and you're going to live a powerless life let me ask you a question on that um
0: so just like we've kind of we've kind of given over power and kind of like miguel fornia said you you know in 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 in, uh, going after political correctness we gave away this stuff too I, I Do you think like some of the churches and stuff, now I don't want to get into the thing about, you know, like I think everybody knows how I feel about church in general, but I think I think a lot of these leaders have told Christians for so long, you know, just to sit back, be passive, don't do anything, meek equals weak, and, you know, I think they've done a disservice as well. You know, I don't think Christians really, really, listen, Jesus was the ultimate rebel, you know? He you know he he came to totally throw this thing up on end. He was the original conspiracy theorist. He was the first memer with the parables. you know he was he was out here doing this thing and he gave power to the disciples and I think people that are watching this chosen season too, I think they're seeing that like as Christians, I think not not only are we set apart, I think we're I think we're set up for a huge victory but but we've been told for so long. To sit down and, and and just be quiet and be good and you know let let the, let the rulers rule and you know your role i i, I don't know where the question is in that but <laughs> yeah you, you know i just think um i think i think we're more powerful than we can even imagine and being a christian i think is like well we're set up even for such a greater victory
1: yep i think a lot of church preaching is little more than programming people to become mentally weak. Mm, boom. <laughs> it comes back to your basic theology, but it also comes down to a lot of eschatology, and view of the future, because a lot of people have a very pessimistic view of the future. Mm-hmm. They believe that we can't change uh, the future. The future's been written in stone. Uh, the book of Revelation says that and in such and such a year <laughs> the rapture is going to happen and the tribulation is going to happen and world's going to end up you know going to hell in a handbasket and so there's nothing we can do to stop it so you know we might as well just you know eat drink and be merry um, it's it's a lot of programmed helplessness i think is what it is oh. uh, because because people have a uh, a hopeless view of the future and i was one of them for, for 10 years, probably closer to 15 years, I embraced the pre-trib dispensational uh, view of the future. Mm-hmm. And I believed that, you know, the Antichrist was coming, it's just around the corner, and there was going to be a treaty with Israel, and then, you know, three and a half years, mid-tribulation, and then Antichrist is going to come, he's going to destroy everything. I, I, I believe that. That was what I was taught. And I had to unlearn that. Uh, I unlearned a lot of that because God has been showing me other potential future timelines.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I wouldn't say that I'm an open theist, but I would say that I don't think any of the current major views of, of uh, the future are correct. If you study all the views of the future, you know, amillennialism, premillennialism, um, if you study preterism, partial preterism, and, and all the other different views of the future, uh, they're based on the Bible. There are massive holes in every view of the future. Um, no matter what view, biblical view of the future you embrace, um, you have to ignore key passages of Scripture. It, it doesn't matter which view. There are there are passages in the Bible that contradict every view of the future Hmm. and if you embrace a certain view of the future you have to ignore this section of scripture and this one and this one Um, because it's it the bible doesn't actually paint a cohesive clear easy timeline of the future Mm -hmm. that's why people have developed you know over a dozen major views of the future because it just depends on what verses you choose to emphasize and which ones you ignore mm-hmm. um and like i said I, I don't think anyone has figured out what the what the correct view of the future is yet um and and ha- so having said that and that's kind of my view right now is i think these people who are you know preaching that we need to just be passive and sit by and let the government do what they want you know oh, yes. we're, we're 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 in the world we're not of the world and, and all the other you know bible verses that people throw out there to justify passivity uh, and laziness um, I think that that has led to the usurpation of authority the infiltration uh, a- and the fact that the insurgents have gained an upper hand yeah um, you know w- w- when you look at the people who infiltrated the FBI the DOJ the CIA all the three-letter agencies you look at Uh, the Valerie Jarrett's and the Susan Rice and and Obama who uh, infiltrated the executive branch and all the Marxist sympathizers in Congress. Our country has been infiltrated, and we have been undergoing a war uh, of insurgency. These insurgents came in, and they co-opted and took over our government. Mm -hmm. Their goal is to subvert it and turn us into a a socialist country, and eventually— put us under subversion to the one world government. Um, and, and that's the problem is, you know, a lot of people have this view of the future that the one world government is coming, the Antichrist is, and the false prophet are gonna rule over it, and there's nothing we can do to stop it. So let's let it happen. No. Hey, hey, <laughs> You know, this guy's gonna be the, this president is gonna be the Antichrist. Well, every president of the last 100 years was supposed to be the Antichrist, and then none of them were. Exactly. But but there's a lot of people who think that, you know, the next president is going to be the Antichrist, and this is going to happen, and we can't stop it. And they've been wrong. Every every president of the last 100 years has not been the Antichrist. The one world government was not set up. And during Trump's, you know, first term in office, he did a lot to dismantle the power structure of the one world government. Yes, he did. He's not done yet. But he is well on his way to dismantling that power structure, the one world government. Yes, they were trying to set it up. Uh, I doubt that they're going to be successful. Uh, I think that they are ultimately going to fail. And I think that if we, we the people, uh, pull our heads out of our derrieres, uh, get our heads screwed on straight and fight back and use the power and authority that God has given us. that the constitution uh provides for us we can turn this thing around and we can have a glorious future but that's just my personal belief yeah i'm i'm there with you though i'm there with you
0: and and president trump taught us how to fight i mean you gotta think about it for for five years the the first campaign included you know he came out and talked to we the people he lifted us up He, he showed us how to fight he showed us how to go after these people you know we had our our secret Patreon insider friend, you know, Q, uh, telling us, you know, where to go, how to research, you know, shedding some light on things. And it's, think about it. It's us, the digital soldiers out here, right, that are getting censored and banned and shut down and deplatformed and all this stuff. Those are individual voices that are standing up and saying, no, this is wrong. And then when we stand up and say this is wrong, then other people feel strong enough to stand up and say, I mean, it really is. I mean, it's totally
1: us, we the people, that are going to turn this thing around. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that good people in the military and in the intelligence communities are waiting to see if we are going to stand up and fight back or if we're going to lie down, be passive, and let these uh, insurgents rule over us. Oh, that just reminded me of Reagan. You know, they counted on
0: America to be passive. They counted wrong.
1: Yep, they did. Uh, And you're right. Trump and Q have pointed out that we forgot how to fight. We forgot how much power we have as a collective. Uh, We vastly outnumber them. We, you know, just in terms of numerical superiority, you know, battlefield or digital soldiers, we have a massive advantage numerical superiority uh, Dave on X 22 typically gets 250,000 views a night on his broadcasts uh, he's getting more views than every broadcaster on MSNBC on a nightly basis Yeah. or CNN CNN is even doesn't even get hundred thousand views a night uh, on most of their broadcasts so that's one guy <laughs> and then there's me and there's you and there's you know in pursuit of truth uh patrick and there's jordan say there and there's all the other people in the truther community uh, and there's uh, in all, all the different platforms and you know and then there's people who don't have a regular platform but who make use of what platforms are available general flynn mm-hmm. marjorie taylor green uh, and other people Sidney powell when they have a chance to speak they speak and they're heard by a lot of people um, it's it's kind of strange because it's it obvious that the system was rigged against us with YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and Instagram becoming the large social media platforms where people were getting their information. And then uh, those platforms were weaponized against patriots, and they started kicking us off. Well, we just, you know, resourcefulness. Oh, hey, there's another platform. It's called Telegram. <laughs> Let's go there. There's another platform, DLive. Let's go there. Let's go here. Let's go there. And we're just getting getting our message out and growing those platforms and growing our voice, growing our audience back. You know, you, you can't keep down people who are motivated and determined to get their message out and, and who are determined to win. And we're going to win. And I was very encouraged by listening to General Flynn this weekend. He got fired up uh, listening to, I forget, the pastor that was speaking on Sunday morning. But Flynn said, he came out, he said, man, I got fired up. Listen to his message. I got fired up. And and Flynn came out and said, we are not going to allow this country to be overrun by communists. Mm -hmm. We are not going to allow it. It is not going to happen. And he's right. Uh, That's that's the bottom line. If we, the people, resist, refuse Mm -hmm. to capitulate to the agenda of these uh, Marxists, but we are going to win. There is no way they're going to uh, have their way. We, out, we, we have numerical superiority. We are beating them on the social media front, even though they've banned us. I don't know anybody who, <laughs> who, is, who has a relevant message who's still trying to get their message out on Facebook. Yeah uh very few people hey 20-20
0: hey 20-20. I, I i'm a i'm a lifer over there man they pissed me off they took away my 12-year account i'm never giving up on it man <laughs> i'm always gonna put stuff out there
1: <laughs> right but is that your but is that your major you know pl- place where you're reaching people
0: no i i go in in the morning and i ship post a little bit and then i go back at night to see how i did
1: yeah you you, you just have a grudge match going on with. Right
0: i do i'm currently in jail for another five hours over on facebook
1: <laughs> right but, you know, Facebook <laughs> is failing. So is Twitter. Oh, yeah. Because I can't even remember people, the last time I was actually on Twitter. Right, most people have moved on to other platforms. Most people who have a relevant message, they've moved on, they're going yeah. somewhere else. And, um, you know, if they shut those down, we'll, we'll build uh, new platforms. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you're not gonna stop us. You're, you're not gonna shut us down, they can well, happen.
0: Well, and like Jeff Brain, you know, with, with all the new stuff that's coming out on Hub, I mean, there's actually going to be a way where you can get a hold of your representatives right from the platform. You can send them out a letter, you know, you'll be right. able to have uh, town hall meetings over there and stuff. I mean, he's really he's really taking like the best little pieces of, of social media and he's like taking it so far beyond that. I mean, I, I love what he's doing over there. And now we're going to be like literally untouchable over there unless they take down the, the entire Internet. They're never going to be able to take cloud CloudHub down. Never.
1: Right. And, you know, the internet blackout may happen at some point, but I think it's, I think it would be transitory, uh, unlike inflation. And uh, yeah, Jeff Brain and his uh, vision for having the civic hub where we can connect with our elected leaders is a great idea. Uh, we, we need to have a social media platform where, you uh, Politically active citizens can interact directly with their elected leaders It's and it's perfect timing because we're now in an age where a lot of people Want to be engaged with their elected leaders? Uh, I've been interacting a little bit more with uh, some of the Arizona uh, people Wendy Rogers and uh, Kelly Townsend uh, two great Patriots here in Arizona who are pushing election reform pushing uh audits and i'm able to amplify their message and and we're able to get direct feedback from them on telegram because they they have telegram channels but you know that's what it's all about it's it's about connected with our elected leaders if they've got a good message helping their message get out and uh and getting feedback from them and and giving them feedback on what what we would like them to do for us as as our representatives.
0: Yeah, and I think the good elected leaders out there, because there are there are a bunch, you know, I think they're they're interested in hearing from us too.
1: They are. They are definitely interested in hearing from us. Yeah. That's that their job is to represent us. And if we're not communicating with them, they can't represent us very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that always kind of blew my mind,
0: even like long before, like, you know, I bought the hope and change. I hate it. Even I hate even admitting it. I bought the hope and change thing. And immediately on the night that he won, I knew I made a mistake. But, you know, I always used to say, like, there's more of us than them. How come we don't just stand up from California and push in on this little postage stamp on our country and take it back? You know, and really, you know, here it is all these years later. Boy, am I understanding that a lot different but I'm also understanding the power that we, the people, have and that they're not all knuckleheads. There are some people that are in there fighting for us. And and just the fact that they want us to be involved and they want to hear from us and want to see us stand up, I mean, that's encouraging. That's yeah, It's not is over. I've lived, I lived my life so much like it's always going to be like this. It's never going to change. Well, if you live in that defeatedness, you know, then you're going to have that. But if you, if you step out of the boat a little bit, if you, if you wake up Jesus even, you know, and, and get up and realize, you know, your voice matters, Woof! well, what a different world we'd have.
1: Yeah, you know, that's, that's a good point. Um, my, my relationship with God and my perspective of God comes from a kingdom view. Kingdom theology, uh, and I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. Jesus uh, preached the kingdom, told his disciples to preach the kingdom. Uh, he didn't tell them to preach a lot of things that people are preaching. He told them, preach the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is, is God's um, supernatural kingdom uh, that he rules over. God is a sovereign ruler over a kingdom, a spiritual kingdom. And in that supernatural, spiritual kingdom, all things are possible to those who believe. Um, And I think unbelief is is a huge problem in the church today. Uh, I know atheists who have more faith than some Christians.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, you're just dropping bombs
1: today. Um, there's, you know, when you believe, when you trust, when you are absolutely convinced, because faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the conviction that if I lay my hands on that person, their shoulder that has a torn rotator cuff is going to be healed. I have no doubt it's going to be healed. That's faith. It's confidence. If I have confidence that I can heal somebody, and I, and I do because I've seen it thousands of times. That kind of faith, people always ask, well, what does faith mean? Faith is a nebulous kind of a, it, it's an abstract term. It, it, it is an abstract term, but faith I equate it to confidence. Mm-hmm. It's all it is. It's confidence. It's, it's knowing that God has given me the power to work miracles. So I'm just going to go out there and believe that if I lay my hands on that guy over there, his headache's going to go away. I just believe it's going to happen. I'm confident that if I lay my hand on on a sick person, they're going to be healed. Why? Because Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. Right? You just
0: just do what he told you to do. He said we do greater things than these. We'd see greater
1: things than these. Yes. The things that I do, you will also do. And greater things because I go to my Father in heaven. It's, it comes down to an issue of developing faith, developing confidence that what Jesus said we can do, we can actually do. That's obedience. <laughs> you know, people talk about obedience to the Lord. Well, how about obeying the basic things that Jesus told us to do? Yep. Heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. How many dead people have you raised in the last <laughs> couple of weeks? <laughs> and preach the kingdom, the kingdom. Yeah. That's the kingdom. The kingdom of God is a supernatural kingdom where miracles happen, where where really anything is possible. And, you know, a lot of people don't believe that anything is possible. I do. I believe on any day that I wake up, God can do anything He wants to do. People might think I'm insane, but I actually believe in miracles. Uh, miracles should be normal. That was the normal way of life that Jesus taught His disciples, to walk in, The miraculous. Mm -hmm. That is the supernatural lifestyle. That is the kingdom lifestyle. And if we don't don't believe that miracles are possible, and if we don't believe that God can do anything He wants, change anything He wants, He can make anything happen, I mean, I wake up every morning, literally wondering, what's God going to do today? What crazy outlandish thing is God going to do today? That isn't what I wake up in the morning expecting that God's going to do something I didn't expect.
0: Well, and think about like the power of, of of that too though you know one of my favorite lines too is uh is uh for it is god in us to will and to act according to his good purposes and then couple that with like we're, we're christ's ambassadors like god was making his appeal through us
1: through us <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes ambassadors of the kingdom we are kingdom ambassadors We represent God's supernatural kingdom. We're his representatives. We affect his will in the physical domain. Uh, We are his spiritual warriors. We're digital warriors working with Trump. We're also spiritual warriors fighting on behalf of God in the physical domain. Yeah. The Holy Spirit lives in us. That's And in the spiritual domain. Yeah,
0: that's the person of Jesus. That's God. The Spirit lives in us.
1: Right. Right. And the Spirit of God wants to manifest his goodness, his miraculous power, and his nature through us. Yep. Yeah. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen. When
0: he ascended into heaven, he, he said, go out and tell them what I've done
1: we are god's plan yep we are god's plan a and there is no plan b yeah plan b is plan a
0: <laughs> and all the way back you know like when we were first starting to get in this movement we were starting to read the drops and finding all, all this stuff that two words two out of all the posts out of everything two words is what totally just like planted my foot the roots have grown down they're wrapped around stuff i'm never You're never getting me up even by the root, man, is God wins. God wins. No matter what it was, I always go back to that. God wins. Everything else is just gravy. We just got to go through it. You know, and we've learned a lot about patience and, and all kinds of things along the way. But I know at the end of the day that God wins, and that's good enough for me.
1: God never loses.
0: Never. Undisputed heavyweight champion of everything.
1: Yep. Uh... And I I don't think that God is going to lose anytime soon. Uh, Which gives me a lot of optimism when I wake up in the morning. Knowing that he's going to win, it's only a question of who is he going to win through? Yeah. Am I going to allow his victory to come through me? Or am I going to sit on my butt today and do nothing?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Your choice. It's
0: kind of like selling out or not selling out, you know, it's like, you know it would be a lot easier i could like in my personal life and things if i would just like cave or capitulate on some stuff or you know like oh greg it's just a mess. just put it on if i did all that stuff but you know at the end of the day you know it's like the mocking that we're up against and you know all this stuff and the other thing it's like i've i've never been i've never been more godfident as as atlas was saying earlier i've never been, had more godfidence in my life than you know standing up in the face of all this adversity not doing what i'm told to do because everyone else is doing it i have a confidence that comes from god alone and that's it that's it you're not going to shake me
1: a confidence that comes from god alone confidence or faith how does that is yeah. what faith is. faith is confidence i, lo- I like that it's a great word uh and you're right um it's it would be way easier for us to take the path of least resistance and just go along, stop fighting, you know. Let them steal the election. Let them have their way. Be passive. Don't don't fight. That's way easier to do that. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's not really, I don't think, God's plan.
0: Uh,
1: through much tribulation, you shall enter the kingdom of heaven. We are in a war. We're in a war against um, the deep state. We're in a war against insurgents. That's in the physical realm. In the spiritual realm, we're in a war against demons, evil spirits, fallen angels, principalities, and powers of darkness. Okay, that's a spiritual war. We are compelled by God and by people like Trump and General Flynn to wage those wars and waging warfare is never an easy thing it's not the path of least resistance it is the path of greatest resistance yeah. wherever you're getting attacked from wherever you're getting pushback wherever you are being provoked by someone there is an enemy that is trying to get your attention and to and to push an agenda on you and it's good to be sensitive to where the opposition is coming from because the opposition is usually the target next that you need to acquire and take care of. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it's it's not the path of least resistance.
0: But you know what? It's it's even though it's not the path of, re- of, of least resistance, it almost seems easier to take the slings and arrows.
1: Oh, it is. It's, it's always easier to just take the slings and arrows and, you know, call yourself a martyr and allow people to beat you up, allow people to mock you. And, 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 and sometimes I do that. Only in very rare occasions do I respond to someone who is attacking me. I don't generally respond to trolls. If the Holy Spirit specifically highlights someone who is uh, attacking me, he, he'll usually give me a very specific strategy. I want you to say this to that person for this reason that that's my spiritual warfare in a sense um, I, I let the Holy Spirit lead me with specific strategies and tactics on how to deal with my with my enemies generally speaking though I ignore them uh, because a lot a lot of the resistance that I get is just it's just trolls and haters who are never going to listen to me anyway and it's a waste of time to argue with people who are determined to misunderstand you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want to understand me. They don't want to even consider my perspective. And I'm not going to waste my time arguing with people who their only goal is t- is to misunderstand me. I- I've spent my life fighting against people who wanted to misunderstand me. And I tried to make myself understood. And I realized it's a-, it's a pointless battle.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like <clears throat> you're throwing your pearls before swine, right? Exactly. Exactly. I've been thinking there about are, that in my personal life lately. I'm not, I'm not willing yeah, to throw my pearls out there anymore.
1: Yeah, there are people out there who have no interest in working with you under, or understanding you. Mm-hmm. Their, their goal is to mischaracterize what you say. Their goal is to make you look stupid, to twist your words, to, to question your motives. They have no desire to understand you. And for those people... I just write them off. I ignore them yeah. uh, because there are people out there who do understand me. They get me. They understand my message. They understand my heart. They know my motives. And the people who don't understand me, I don't really care. Uh, it's mind over matter. I don't mind because they don't matter. Boom.
0: Yeah, I saw a meme. <laughs> was it? Last week I saw a meme that says, stop trying to get everyone to like you. You don't like anyone, everyone anyway.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, dude, that is this—that's the story of my life. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a recovering people pleaser. Me too. Like a lot of people in our circle of friends, I spent my life trying to get people to like me. And, you know, eventually I figured out that some of these people are never going to like me no matter what I do to please them. It ain't going to work. Yeah. So I stopped being a people pleaser and I started – doing the things that god asked me to do let the chips fall where they may and if people don't like me it's not my problem i'm not respond i'm not answerable to them i am answerable to jesus period and nobody else boom oh this has been such a great
0: uh, great talk today man
1: yeah i didn't know what we we're going to talk about today but this has been pretty
0: good <laughs> i know i'm loving it i mean we're getting to the end i wish we weren't um oh, you know there's always next one day that's true. That's true. Come on, Monday. Yeah, coming to you live with Medic Wednesday. Doesn't have the same role. <laughs> All right, listen, before we get out of here, I got to bring it up. I got to ask, okay? What up, B?
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a little bit of excitement over the weekend. Yeah, I was a little bit excited, too. Uh, but And I looked into it, went on the board, and looked at what Anons were saying and some of the – um, website managers who aggregate queue posts and then Jim Watkins came out with his um, explanation let's see was it yesterday I think it was yesterday
0: yeah he yesterday said,
1: morning yeah did you hear his video
0: I didn't hear the video I saw the statement
1: yeah so he he looked into the IP addresses and the logins of people on that board and said Q has not logged in on that board since August of last year. And he's 99% sure that it was a board volunteer, a global, a global board volunteer, who a global volunteer has access to all the boards.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He says he's 99% sure that it was a specific global volunteer. He even named the name of the person he thought it was looking at their IP address and their credentials. Uh, So he said, yeah, it's probably a volunteer who was just LARPing and wanted to, you know, get people
0: excited, so. I said, wah, wah, wah. Yeah,
1: uh, much ado about nothing, really. Yeah. Boy, I got a blood pumping a little bit, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think Q is done. I think Q will come back at some point, but. I, I think, think if you
0: read the last few Q drops, I mean, especially, I would say, like, the last, like, month or so, he was getting us ready for for the, you know. Yep. I, I think he's going to come back, too. But I think he was definitely getting us ready, like, listen, it's great what we've done, but you don't you don't need me anymore. You've got everything that you've need. You, you, how many times do they tell us you know we have we have more than we even realize. you know but yeah. I, I think we, I think the whole mission, like Trump teaching us how to fight, him t- the the Q team teaching us where to research and how to look things up and how to break through the narrative and what the playbooks are and all this stuff, like like we, we were in this training program for so long you know
1: exactly it was a training program and you know a lot of people who either follow q or claim to follow q don't understand that uh it, it's the the mission was never about q being the savior of mankind the mission was training us to take control of our own destiny
0: <laughs> it was
1: all over training me. us how to do research training us to recognize truth this is truth. This is error. These are lies. We're gonna training us how to get our message out on social media, how to be effective, how to red pill other people. It was all training and equipping the saints for the work of ministry. Yeah. Uh, Ephesians 4, 11, and 12, and that's really what it was. You know, people didn't don't realize it, but if you just look back at some of the early Q posts, especially uh, November, December of 2017, Q was training anons. Every single day, the drops in December of 2017, almost all of them were for the specific purpose of training Anons how to put the breadcrumbs together. Yeah, to paint the, to paint the picture, to see the forty thousand foot view. Yeah, take that this and put this was, over
0: here. Add this over here.
1: Right. If if you look specifically at the drops in mid December. 2017, drops about the Rothschilds and the airplane and the helicopter and green. Bunker, apple, yellow sky. That that was all training Anons how to put together news stories and information to paint the big picture, to see you know what's going on behind the scenes, to read between the lines the things that Trump and Pompeo and people like that are saying and Scavino, nonverbal messaging. It's reading body language. Those were all Hugh training us. How to put together um, disconnected stories to, to, big, to paint a bigger picture and you know I, I think he's gonna come back but I think that I think Q is watching and observing all of us watching what we're doing watching what we're saying on social media I think Q is probably pretty impressed with the way that Anans are carrying out the mission in his absence
0: yeah, and so you know, it got to the point. I mean, like they, they held our hand for like three plus years. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, yep. it's, at some point, you know, you gotta you gotta graduate. You gotta, yep. you gotta come on here and take what you've it, learned.
1: Gotta go out on your own and do what you've been trained to do, and we have completed the first part of the training process, and now we're functioning on our own, and that's that was a design. mm Hmm. Yeah, I got the calm before the calm before the storm
0: now is that still available on amazon i don't think it is anymore is it uh
1: my q books are no longer available on amazon but they are available on barnes and noble and they are available on my website um if you click on the links on my website they're either going to go to barnes and noble or they're going to go to ingram spark uh actually has the ebooks available too yeah and king yeah. dave's website and your prayers <laughs> yes, keep my website in your prayers. We've, we've had some issues lately, and uh, that's what happens when you're sort of near the target. It's Sort uh, of near
0: the target. Did you just actually say sort of near the target?
1: Yes, I did. <laughs>
0: Listen, I worked on Dave's website for like a year, man. He's more than sort of near the target. We used to have to sit there. I had to sit there when he would make a post and like block IPs as they were coming in.
1: Yeah, we did uh, Did and do have um, some, some <laughs> attacks on our website, which is why I switched hosts. Yeah. Uh, and picked up some, um, some DDoS mitigation because we're just... The website was getting blown up so many so frequently, it was crazy.
0: How many times did you post articles and then, and then all of a sudden, it's like the
1: site is down? Every single time <laughs> I put out a new queue post, boom, the DDoS attacks came in. Here yeah, we could watch all these IP addresses in Asia just bombarding the website. Yeah, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, we kind of pinpointed it one time to like like exactly where it was coming in, and it was uh it was you know it it was very frustrating, but it was very exciting at the same point to like see like yeah. like the sheer panic that would happen when you posted a new article, Every,
1: and, it, and it only had I could go for a week not post, and as soon as I would post a link on Twitter, boom, immediately yeah. all the attacks would start up.
0: Dave used to message me. He's like, hey, I'm getting ready to I'm getting ready to post. And I'd be like, okay, it's time to get to the computer. And I just sit there and watch it. Just... <laughs> Crazy man. Well, we love you, Dave. Thank you so much for, for everything that you do and just the calm that you bring in the storm.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for being an encouragement to me and a resource, uh, and a good person I can lean on when I'm having problems. Uh, you've, you've, helped me remain calm in the storm so i appreciate oh all your help kind of blows my mind a little bit okay
0: and aren't you gonna be on with lisa perna
1: i am i'm gonna be on with lisa perna tomorrow tomorrow night, tomorrow night. yep yeah that's gonna
0: be exciting you guys you know what you guys are gonna talk about or any kind of like uh, yeah
1: we're gonna talk about dreams nice
0: well i'm gonna have popcorn ready for that one
1: well, we've we've done like, I think, four podcasts in in the past about traveling in the spirit. And I think I've, you know, it's about said everything I can on that subject. So we're going to talk about a different subject, which is dreams. We I don't think Lisa and I have talked about dreams yet, as far as yeah. I know. All right, brother. Well, I love you so
0: much and uh, have the best day. And I can't wait for tomorrow night with Lisa. And uh, yeah, so we'll have you back again next week on Monday.
1: All right. Looking forward to it, man. Have an awesome
0: week. All right, you too. Enjoy your day today. Tell Denise we said hello. Will do.